Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you for lending yourself to prayer. I was sure we were going a different direction this morning. I should never be so sure, I suppose. Would you go with me to the book of 1 John? 1 John, chapter number 4. Actually, let's start with chapter 3, 1 John, chapter 3. And verse 18. 1 John 3, verse number 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Now I want you to notice something about this verse quickly. John is not saying we should not love in word. Or that we should not love with our tongue. Now you're saying, hold on, it does say let us not love in word. If you read in the context of Scripture, what he is indicating is don't let it just be with our words and our tongue. But it should be in our actions and with an attitude of truth. In other words, genuine, real, not fake. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's important. That's what he's saying. Let's not just love in word and in tongue, but in deed and truth. In other words, if you talk the talk, make sure you walk the walk. Amen? All right. Now, skip over with me to the next chapter 4, verse number 7 is where we'll start. 1 John 4 and verse 7. Beloved. Let us love one another. Everybody say, let us love one another. Who's John writing to? Us. He's not writing to the world. He's writing to the church. Now, doesn't it seem crazy that he would have to say that to the church? That doesn't mark you as strange. He had to say it to the church. Beloved, let us love one another. Why? For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. Verse 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 9, in this was manifested or revealed, shown the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means an appeasement for our sins, a sacrifice for our sins, an offering for our sins. Something had to be done to appease our sin and to displace it. So He sent His Son to be the propitiation, the appeasement to God for our sin. Okay, that's what He's saying. That's love. That's love. That's love. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, how did he love us? Gave his life. Propitiation for our sins. He was willing to stand in place for our sin. 
If God so loved us that way, we ought also to love one another. Yeah? It is implied by that verse that the same way God loved us, we should love our brother and our sister. Is it any wonder the scripture says love covers a multitude of sin? All right, verse 12. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. I hope you're listening. I'm not just trying to read scripture. I want to make sure we're hearing the word. Verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. Now, I want to pause on that verse. Some people take that one verse out of context. They take that one verse and say, if you confess that Jesus is the Son of God, then God dwells in you. Well, that verse does say that, but you can't take it out of context of the rest of the chapters and the, the letter that John wrote here. If I confess that this is what John was talking about where we started in verse chapter 3 and 18, don't just love in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So if I'm confessing that Jesus is the Son of God, I'm not just speaking it out. My life is bearing it out. John's talking in the context of us showing love. And we'll keep reading. Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelt in him, and he in God. Verse 16, and, see, you can't just stop with verse 15. And we have known and believed, that's experience. That word known there is experientially. So not just head knowledge, we've had an experience. We have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwells in God and God in him. Verse 17. Watch. This is important. Herein is our love made perfect. Everybody say perfect. Don't you like that? Herein is our love made perfect or complete. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. All right. Verse 18. Watch. We quote this verse a lot, but you got to see it in context. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love. Everybody say perfect. That's the third time, by the way, that word's come up if you've been paying attention. I know I only had you say it twice, but it's the third time it's come up. Perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect. Everybody say perfect. perfect. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God. How many of you? If a man says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. I didn't write it. 
So now you and I have to reckon with the word who all just said we love God. If I love God, if I say, notice he didn't say if my actions, he said if I say, remember what we read? Don't love in tongue and in word, but in deed and in truth. But here he said if a man say, the words are right. The man says, I love God, but his actions show he hates his brother, then he's a liar. He doesn't really love God. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Verse 21, and this commandment, everybody say commandment. And this commandment have we from him. Who's him? God. This is a commandment from God. That he who loves God loveth his brother also. The Holy Ghost wants to heal some people today. The Holy Ghost wants to give some revelation and understanding today. And I need him, and you need him to do so. And so I'm asking us to pray one more time and ask the Lord to talk with us right where we are. Would you do that with me? Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your word. Your word is true. It cannot fail. It will not return void. So I pray, living God, speak with us. I humble myself before you, God. I submit to you, and I pray the authority of your word, your spirit, your blood, and the name of Jesus here today. Speak to us according to your will. Let us hear what the word of the Lord would speak. Let us receive what you would say that your work could be fulfilled in, with, and through us. For the glory of God. For the glory of God. For the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. This is quite the passage of Scripture where we read verse 7 through 21. I know it was a little bit of a lengthy reading, but I need us to see context. I want to go back and read just a few verses, verse 11 and 12. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. If, everybody say if, big word, if, that's a conditional statement from the word of God. It's a conditional statement. Anytime you see if in the word of God, you understand I have a responsibility. If, I don't just get to take the promise of God freely. There's an if involved. I have a responsibility to the Word of God in order for the fullness of the Word of God to be manifested and revealed and operative in my life. Anytime I see if, I need to pause and consider the if. The Lord said through John, if we love one another, that indicates it's possible that we don't. Now, if we love one another, 
God dwells in us. And his love, this is important, is perfected in us. You got that? Okay. We're going to tie this together in just a second. Now I want to read again. Verse 17 and 18. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I've never seen this before in my life. I know it's been here all along. I've never seen this before. I have quoted, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You just need the love of God and it'll deal with that fear. If, you, if you'll just let God love you, receive the love that God has for you, believe and know that God loves you unconditionally and He's going to do what's best for you and just receive the love of God that's perfect, it'll drive fear out of your life. You won't be afraid because you know He loves you and He's only going to do what's best for you. And I've taught that and I believe that's true, but it's only partly true because that's only a part of the letter. Love is not made perfect just by receiving the love of God. We read in verse number 12, His love is perfected in me by loving one another. You show me someone in the body of Christ that battles fear, almost always there's an issue with love. And it's not just an issue with the love of God. It's an issue with the love of my brother and my sister. And because I don't have a love for my brother and sister, the word declares the love of God cannot be perfected in me. My attitude, my thoughts, my expression, my deeds, my actions, the way I speak of, speak towards, speak about, live out towards my brother and sister directly examples the love I have of God in my life. And if I don't love my brother and sister, the love of God is not perfected in me. That's not my word. That's his word. That's his word. How do I have the love of God perfected in me if we love one another? God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. You know what we want to do? I just want to keep this attitude with my brother. And I just, God loves me. I don't care about them. Well, guess what? God loves you, but his love is not perfected in you because his love being perfected in you is fully contingent on you and I loving our brother and our sister. How I think about, act towards, speak about, and treat Brother Lewis affects the love of God being perfected in my life. 
how I speak about, think about, talk about Sister Denise affects the love of God. That's why I thought up there after, when I had given her a hard time about getting up early this morning. I was like, oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hope I didn't offend you as her husband. I thought, oh, man. Because, see, that's what the enemy will do. I was giving her, in, in full lightheartedness, in love and care, I was giving her a hard time. Just moments before service. Here's what the adversary do. The adversary, see, what does he think about you? He did, now, thank the Lord. She said, oh, no, it's fine. Said, no, they thought it was funny. Rigo laughed a lot. He might be in trouble. Maybe I'm okay now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but how I have an attitude toward my brother or sister directly affects the ability of the love of God to be perfected in my life. Whew. Some of you in this room, you deal with fear. Fear of different things. Fear for your children. Fear for your marriage. Fear for, you fill in the blank. Fear for your finances. Fear that something's going to go wrong. Fear, fear will find avenue in your life. And the Holy Ghost has told me the reason they're battling fear isn't because I don't love them. It's because my love's not perfected in them because they haven't let me love the body through them. They have ought against the body. There we go. Perfect love casts out fear. How do I get perfect love? I make sure every relationship with every brother and sister is the way God would want it to be. How I feel and think and speak about Brother Zario and Sister Priscilla affects the love of God operating in my life. Why do you think the adversary looks for ways to bring division, offense, schism? And here's what it sounds like sometimes. Well, I'll just avoid them. I just don't want nothing to do with them. Let them do what they do. I'll do what I do. I, don't, I ain't got time for them. I love them, but yeah, you're lying to yourself. Man, this is not going where I, I liked where I thought we were going better than this. Holy Ghost trying to help us. Now, you might, now we read verse 20. If a man says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Now, just in case you didn't know, Revelation 20 and 15 says, Every liar shall have their place in the lake of fire. Oh, it just got serious, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we just want to gloss over, you know, I like this part of the word, but not that part. I think I'm still okay. I believe in the No, 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 no. You got to take the word in its wholeness and its fullness. If any man says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. If I'm a liar, I have no place in him. So I got to settle this issue. You say, well, I don't hate them. Okay. Maybe not by your definition of hate. Do you want to see what the word's definition of hate is right here? Some of you may not want to know what the definition of hate is here. 
Now, I've had to deal with this myself. I'm as human as you are, so don't think I've like got it all figured out. I've had to deal with this too. But God's wanting to heal us and help us. And I don't even know. I'm just trying to obey the Holy Ghost this morning. Watch. That word hate is to pursue with hatred. Now, that's somebody that's got vengeance on their mind. I'm going to find a way to get them. I, they have gotten me. I'm going to. That's to pursue with hatred. Now, you may be sitting here going, yeah, yeah, that's not me. I've let it go. Okay. That's not. The, we're not, you're not you might not want to just, maybe you want to check the boxes as we go, but this definition is not just one line, so just hang with me here. This, that's the beauty of the Greek. The Greek is very ex, explanatory. It's to hate passively. What's passive hatred? I'll tell you what passive hatred is. <laughs> Precious Jesus, I love you, Lord. Here's what passive hatred is. My wife made me mad. You know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to give her the cold shoulder. I know nobody ever does that. Silent treatment. Hmm. How are you? Fine. Mm-hmm. Everything okay with us? Yeah, fine. What's going on? Nothing. That's passive hatred. Now, I understand that you, you, there's time where you need sort of a cooling off period. Don't misunderstand me. That doesn't mean that's hatred when you're going to, baby, we're not talking right now. I need to get this process so I don't say something that I'm really going to regret. And so I've learned that sometimes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I use that example, but that happens in the body of Christ and it ought not be. You know what I really ought to do? I ought to be willing to say, I'm, gonna, I'm picking on Sister Denise today, I'm sorry. I ought to be willing to say, you know what, I, I was just being lighthearted when I said that about getting up early. If anything in any way affected, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want anything to come between. I don't want there to be anything that would even passively give you a reason. And the enemy looks for an avenue. He looks for anything and everything and you name it. He'll, and, and God forbid, some of us could be pretty sensitive. I don't know. I guess it's the result of being over 50 and living a little bit. I just got thick skin. I, I, well, I got two things. I got thick skin by the grace of God. And thick skin doesn't mean stubborn. Well, I'm probably stubborn too, but thick skin doesn't mean I've got it figured out. It means God has helped me to learn. You know what? Some things just aren't worth taking personal. First Corinthians 13, when I, you know, the chapter on love, you ever read that chapter? All those things about love in first Corinthians 13. We always read about the love, but we stop reading at the bottom of the part of it, which is really, really important when he's talking about love. Paul says, after saying all those things about love, he says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, and I understood as a child. 
But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You know what childish things are? I can't believe he picked on me about the shoes I was wearing. I can't. I, you, you know what? That was just so. I, I, come on, man. Get over it. I'm your brother. If it offended you, then do what the Bible says. Come talk to me. Let's set it straight. Don't go talk to Brother Lewis. Come talk to me. Don't go talk to Brother Joel and Brother Rigo when you guys are having coffee. Come talk to me. Don't cause them to passively detest me by you sharing words about me when your issues. Come talk to me. I'm your brother. I want the love of God perfected in me. I want it perfected in you. So don't let the adversary plant some silly, foolish thought like a child and lay hold on it. I'm going to do what a man would do. An adult would do. That's what the word is implying there. When there's true love as an adult. See, as a child, love is, oh, you're so cute. You're so cuddly. I love you. You can do no wrong. That's, that's love as a child. When I'm an adult, it becomes tough. Love becomes a little tougher. There's times in mine and my wife's relationship or mine and my children's relationship, I have to say some things that aren't easy. I don't like them, but I'm doing it because of love. It's not warm and fuzzy. It doesn't make everybody feel good. They don't always like it. But I know where my motive is. It's love. Right? That's not childish love. That's the love of man. That's what Paul's talking about. This love, he's saying, hey, when I was a child, I thought, understood, spake as a child. But when I became a man, spiritually, as I matured, I put away childish things. The Lord's really wanting to help us here because we're going to go and grow forward. But if we go and grow forward and we leave some of these little things and we don't get this right by the word of God and the spirit of God, it will destroy. The church will never be destroyed from without. The church is always hindered or hurt from within. And so we need the spirit of God to work and operate in our life so that we love our brother. And love our sister so the love of God is perfected in us. And guess what? The world will know we're his disciples. How? By the love we have one for another. That's how they know. And so we need the love of God perfected in us. And the way it's perfected is by how I love each other. And I don't love in word and in tongue. I love in deed and in truth. In my actions, in my living, in my expression of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We, got to, we haven't even finished the definition of hate yet. We just got to passive. There's more. Detest to detest. That's not like I got to detest. I did that for my wife. You know, down in Wapato, there used to be a place on the corner there by Wolfden. It was called Dust Store. Anybody remember that? That drove us crazy. I'm like, come on. What is that? Dust Store. It was sort of like this running joke with us. I was like, now, I, I don't know who named it, so I don't have any ill against anybody. Don't, don't take that and go, oh, he's picking on somebody. No, no, no. I'm just like, come on. So anyway, that's where that detest come from. So sorry. 
That was not spiritual. That was my flesh. Sorry. But detest, detest. But you're with me. To detest. See, sometimes we like to say, I don't hate them because we say that's a really, really strong word. But man, I detest. Uh huh. That's the word Paul used to passively hate. Maybe not openly or in the air, but passively. Or I detest. There's something in me that just, I better recognize that when that's there and rising up and going, I better find an altar before God and say, God, I don't want that in my spirit. I don't want that in my heart. I don't want that in my thoughts. I don't want that in my life. I don't want anything in me towards a brother or sister that would hinder your love operating in my life. And I know by your word that if I let that get in, that it's going to affect your love being perfected in me. And then I've opened the door to all kinds of things. Somebody hear me. Then I've opened the door to all kinds of things. And you start battling stuff and you don't even know why you're battling. I'll tell you why. Because you haven't got things right with your brother or sister. You're harboring something or resentment in your heart or your spirit. And if you harbor that, it opens the door to all kinds of other stuff. Because the love of God is not perfected. All right, detest. Oh, here, it keeps going. To love less. To love less. Right. I love Israel. I love Brother Martin, just not as much as I love Israel. Because he did this, said that. I, don't, I just don't know about some of the stuff he does. And so, therefore, I mean, I, I care for him and I, I love him as a brother. But Israel, he's my friend, man. He, he gets me. He's, I really love him. Hating a brother or sister is to love less. I'm not saying everybody's going to be my best buddy. You understand? God knits us in the body. Everybody's not connected the foot to the ankle. But we are all in the same body. And so if there's... If I love somebody less... And and you you know if you love somebody less... That's hatred. If I wouldn't express that love. To love less. Or, here, this one really caught me. I've had to deal with all this, so you're getting to deal with it with me now. We're together here. Hatred. To postpone in love or esteem. I'll move over here. I'll pick on Sister Priscilla. Give Denise a break. Sister disease said, <laughs> so here, Sister Priscilla, you, you probably heard her saw. She just graduated with her master's from Urshan Graduate School of Theology. Isn't that just beautiful and amazing? After years of hard work, we're so proud of her. Yes. It's a beautiful accomplishment. God put it in her heart to do it and gave her grace to do it. And she has done it. We're so proud of that. Now, we celebrate her. All right. We celebrate that accomplishment in life. That's worth celebrating as a body of believer. Not to compare, you understand? Not to compare. All right, I probably wouldn't make it through the first two years of that class, much less however it takes. Thank God she did. I'll read her notes and learn something. And so, and I mean that. And so, now, if, if you got a little ought, 
You might be like, well, I'd like to celebrate her, but right now I think I'm going to postpone esteeming her accomplishment. I'm not feeling the need to esteem her accomplishment right now. I'm, if, see, this is how little things get in our spirit. And it shows up in weird ways. Well, no, I'm happy for her. Postponing esteem, postponing putting it off down. I'm just using that as an example. You understand? I'm not saying everybody needs to run up to Sister Priscilla after church and dote on her. That's okay if you want to, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just using that as an example. When someone's receiving esteem, if you're like, well, I'm going to postpone my... That's what the, the word hate. See, these become indicators to us that maybe something's trying to get in my spirit. So when I see or feel or recognize that, I got two options. I can turn it over in my thoughts, continue to entertain that, or I can fall on my face before the Lord and say, Lord, not so in my spirit, by your grace, by your blood, by your help, by your mercy, not so in my life. I don't want anything in any way that would come between me and my brother or my sister because I understand from your word, if anything does, it begins to affect the flow of the love of God in my life. Don't think you can circumvent it. The word of God doesn't give you a roundabout. If my relationship is not right with my brother or sister, it directly affects the love of God flowing to my life. It directly affects the ability of God to work in my life. Some of you are praying for God to do things in circumstances and situations in your life. And God can't because you're not making things right with your brother and sister. Whether you need to go to them publicly or whether you just need to go to an altar and let God deal with your spirit with whatever's there. I don't know anything this morning. I really don't. I'm just seeking to obey the Holy Ghost. But you better get that right in your spirit because over time, if you don't, it will take you to a place where you become so separated from the love of God. The Apostle Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God? Neither height, nor depth, nor angels, nor things present, nor things to come. Oh, but what can? He did not say things past. My brother or sister did something to me, said something to me, did something in the past. And I just can't forgive and let it go. And if I don't deal with that thing from the past, it can separate me from the love of God. Because the word of God is clear. The perfected love of God comes by me loving one another. I'm still not done with this definition. I know that's hard to believe. You think this matters to God? If I say that I love God and I hate my brother, I'm a liar. You guys are like, we should have came to the 11 o'clock service. (laughs) The Lord probably would have had me do this then. I don't know. Watch. To slight, to slight. What does that mean to slight? You ever slight somebody? It doesn't mean like sleight of hand, like look now you see it now you don't. What does it mean to slight? I'm just going to make up something, okay? Let's say uh, after men's prayer one morning. Everybody's here. We're praying. We had a good time of fellowship. I love men's prayer. We're having a time of fellowship ministry here, whether we're all.
here, whether we're all sitting up here on the, we do that sometimes. We all end up sitting right up here in a big circle on the platform, pile every chair in. And, and uh, I got an issue with Brother Jordan, Brother Renee, whatever you call him back there. I'm working on calling him Brother Jordan from now on. So I'm working on that. And so that's his name in case you didn't know. So and uh, but, you know, I'm glad to hang out with anybody but Brother Jordan. And so what I do, I, I'd like us all to go grab breakfast together, coffee. That'd be fun. We'll just go sit down here at Sundance and see us sit all those tables outside. We'll sit down and have a cup of coffee, maybe grab a muffin, enjoy each other's fellowship. But you know what I'm going to do? I might wait till he gets in his car before I just mention that. I mean, I can't help it. He left before I told everybody. Right. Now, you understand the difference between when it was unintentional versus when I know. No, I know what I did. That's a slight. I slighted my brother. Paul defined that as hatred towards my brother. Now, I'm not saying anytime I invite men to coffee, i got to make sure I get every single person or else I... No, you see, the issue is my motive. Motive. If I knowingly, like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm manipulating the circumstances. That's, I, I intentionally... Motive. What's my motive? Towards my brother or my sister. I'm still not done. This is de- I'm telling you, there's a lot in this Greek word. To disregard, have no regard for. I don't think that needs definition. You know when you disregard somebody. Don't have regard for them. To me, here's probably one of the most painful ones. And this is the last part of that definition. Indifference. Indifference. Anybody know what the opposite of love is? What is it? Indifference. In the Greek, indifference. John used the word, in in English, the translator used the word, hates his brother. The true opposite of love is indifference. Love is a giving of emotion towards someone. Indifference is now a removing of all. Hatred's at least an emotion. At least they're still in your thoughts. Indifference is now I'm just cutting them off. I'm just, I, I just, I don't care. Don't care what happens to them. Don't care what they do. Don't care what they don't do. Don't care about our relationship. Don't care. Don't. That's indifference. That's hatred is what. See. I don't know if this is because of where we are. Well, I know it's because of where we are in terms of as a body and the Lord adding to the body and the growth of the body that's happening and will continue to happen. We need to make sure we understand this principle of Scripture. For the love of God to be perfected in us, I must love my brother and my sister. And I must love them according to His Word. Again, it doesn't mean we become best friends. It, right? Some of us may... Different relationships in the body. I understand that. It deals with the motives of my heart. 
And what's in my heart will ultimately come out of my mouth. And so I better settle this. And if I'm hearing this this morning and I'm thinking of somebody, if I'm sitting here and I'm hearing this and I'm going, man, I'm glad Brother Martin's hearing that today. He needs it. Praise God. If I'm doing that, there's a pretty good chance I probably need to go talk to Brother Martin because there's something in me towards him. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, glad they're getting it. Yeah, that's probably my indicator. I need to go talk to them. Does that make sense? In humility and in the fear of God. In the fear of God. Now, this is so critical to our growth. Listen, the evidence of God in my life and in yours as a body the evidence of God in our life is the manifested love of God to and for my brother and my sister. That's the evidence. It never ceases to amaze me. I've seen this in my life. How a brother or a sister can have so much love for a lost soul, pour their heart out to reach a A drug addict. Pour their heart out to reach a lost soul that God's given them a heart for. But can't love their brother or sister and extend to them such mercy and forgiveness and compassion and care. Something's wrong with that picture. Something's wrong with that picture. If I love the lost more than I love my brother, something's wrong with that picture. You know what that tells me? That tells me I'm operating in my human compassion, not in the compassion of God. Why is this so important? I think you understand why it's so important. But it's so important because we need the love of God to be perfected in us. And this is the key. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. And then perfect love casts out fear. See, we want to skip verse 11 and go straight to verse number 18. Can't. They're together. Stand with me. I'm feeling just real and raw these last few days. I think I mentioned that Thursday night. Could I just be raw for a minute? I'm going to do that again here before we leave today. I, um, I had a situation in the body of Christ. Again, I'm as human as you are. People say things sometimes I don't like to hear, do things to me that I don't like to hear to my wife or my children. That's part of life. Again, I'm not complaining. This hap- We're human. Things are going to come to try to offend you and I. Okay, the adversary's not going to stop trying to find a way to offend you and I. So we got to learn the word of God and let the love of God operate through our lives. I want to give my brother the benefit of the doubt. I want to give my sister the benefit of the doubt. Why should my first response be, well, I know why. What if my first response is always like, you know what? They're my brother. They're my sister. They, they wouldn't have meant that. They wouldn't have meant it that way. 
You say, oh, yeah, but I know they did. Well, then you have an obligation. You know what that obligation is? Go to them. Wouldn't that just make stuff so much easier? Go to them. Now, don't go to them and say, hey, I heard you said something. I want to talk about it. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is how we should go to them. Israel, you got a minute where you and I could just maybe talk one-on-one. You're in the front now, so you get picked on. He says, sure. We get together. I say, hey, man, there's something that's really bothering me. And I want to check it with you. Because it involves you. And I want to be careful. Because my goal isn't to hurt you or accuse you. But i got to tell you what I'm dealing with and what I'm feeling right now. Because I need you to help me. Now, do you see that difference? Versus, I heard that you and I'm, what's he automatically going to do? He's going to start throwing defenses up. Love of God doesn't do that. So, I had a situation in the body. And sometimes, you don't always got to go to a person right away. Sometimes you need to just go to the Lord and say, okay, I need to learn to cast this. I'm not going to give this room, and I'm not going to go try to get something between me and Brother Israel that he's now got to navigate because I haven't dealt with this between me and the Lord, and it's all right. So I tried to, and it was just... And I thought, I'm good. You ever have something where you think you're good and then a little time goes by and it sort of ekes back in and you're like, ah. Anybody ever have that happen? Okay, see, we're human. Sometimes we think, I don't have nobody else but me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'll tell you what's wrong with you. You're human. So we need the word of God and the love of God to work in our lives. And so this thing came, I cast it out. You know, what? I, you know, I, I trust my brother or sister in the body. I really do. I trust them, so I'm... No, I trust them. I I know they love me. And these aren't things I'm trying to tell myself. These are things I know. I'm reminding myself. But it's coming back again. Several months have gone by. Came back again. I'm like, enough. I'm, I'm like, enough. I'm done with the adversary trying to. I'm like, I got to go to my brother or sister. And that's what I did. Communicated, laid it out, sought to do so, hopefully in a manner that was transparent about where I was, not trying to hide like I got it all together, just checking, you know, everything's okay. I just want to, I was trying to be real about it. Ask them to help me. Genuinely, ask them to help me. Because I can tell this is trying to get in my spirit, and I don't want it in my spirit, was one of my expressions. Help me. They communicated. Brought up a little more question. I communicated again. Further. They communicated back. Okay. You say, oh, you loved all of their answer. No, I didn't love all their answer. But I received it from a brother or sister in trust and in truth, believing they love me. I'm going to give them, they love me. They care about me. I trust them. I have to believe what they're telling me. And my, my communication was, my understanding was in error. Thank you for seeking to help me. I'm going to go cast it again. 
And perhaps the Lord has used this to bring something to bear in my life. And that was exactly the approach I took in prayer. Now, I'm not standing here like, oh, I'm so holy and spiritual. I've just got this all figured out. I just told you I dealt with that for several months. But this was the ultimate determining factor. I'm not going to let something get between me and my brother or sister. Now, I want to tell you how strongly I feel about this, the way the Lord's convicted me. My wife doesn't even know about the situation or what it was. You say, oh, you're hiding things from your wife. Nope. I'm not risking her spirit because I'm dealing with something. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so I'm not risking tearing her down or planting some negativity in her spirit towards a brother or sister. While I'm trying to get it right between me and God and them. Now, I may go to her and say, babe, I'm just battling some stuff. I need you to pray for me. So I just need somebody to talk to. Okay, I'll give you two. I'll give you three options. How's that? Three options, somebody to talk to. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the brother or sister that your issue is with. And if you just can't do that, come talk with me and my wife. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk to the Lord with you. Then we're going to take you and we're going to go talk with you to your brother and sister. I got Bible for that. I hope this, we're just teaching today in case you didn't figure that out. This is important for your life. This is important for you. You want victory over fear? Someone hear me this morning. You want victory over fear? The answer is in the Word of God. Who would have thought it has to do with how I love or detest my brother or sister? It opens the door. Come on, would you talk to him before we go this morning? I know that you've been receiving. I've witnessed your spirit today open and receiving of the Lord. Would you talk to him right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, as you're talking, now, if there's nothing in your spirit, don't start trying to act like there is and let the adversary try to plant some foolish thought. Thank God that he's given you a love for your brother. Thank God that he's given you a love for your sister. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I submit myself to you and to your word. I submit my thoughts, my heart, my actions, my attitude, my very being, Lord. I submit it to you that is faithful. I trust the light of your word to shine into every corner of my heart. I want my motive to be pure, and only you can purify it, Lord. I want my motive to be right, and only you, who is righteous, God, can make it so. I come to you humbly, Lord. I come to you, Father, and I pray according to your word where need be. Lead me to my brother and my sister. I want a pure heart, a right relationship with you, and a right relationship with them. I want 
purity of spirit that comes from you. And I know and see in your word that it's connected to my relationship with my brother and my sister. Oh, God, knit us together in the unity of your spirit. Knit us together in the love of God. Knit us together according to your design for the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, knit us together by your spirit and by your word. Knit us together, Lord. Knit us together, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11. When he, they were taking of the body and the blood of Jesus, he was reminding them about what we call communion and reminding them of what we call the Lord's Supper. And he was speaking to the church at Corinth because they were taking, he said, some of you, he said, you're drinking of the cup of the Lord unworthily and you're going to be guilty. You're going to be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. 1 Corinthians um, 11 and 27. And so he said in verse 28, let a man examine himself. And let him so eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Verse 29, he repeats, For he that drinketh or eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. How? Not discerning the Lord's body. Not recognizing the Lord's body. When I have ought against my brother or my sister, I have ought against the Lord's body. We are the body of Christ. And so if I have hatred, any of that definition that we went through, towards a brother or sister, I have hatred towards the body of Christ. And the issue is I don't discern the Lord's body. I don't view my brother and say, this is part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how I treat and act and speak about him is a direct reflection of how I act, speak, and would treat the body of Jesus Christ. We go, oh, no, 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 no. He's just my brother. I'm, I love Jesus. No, he's the body of Christ. The Lord is really trying to help someone today. He's wanting to bring healing to your mind. There are some of you, I, and again, I thank God I don't have any knowledge here. But I recognize there are some of you, you cannot get peace in your mind. Your mind just keeps getting bombarded, and you think you press through it, you hold it together, but then your mind is bombarded, and you, you just, you're about to explode some days, and you're dealing with all of this stuff. The issue is love for a brother and a sister. God's wanting to help you. He loves you. He loves you. The answer is simple. Lay down your pride. Humble yourself. Go to your brother or your sister. Get it right. Get it right. And let God begin to heal your mind, your body, your spirit. I'm telling you, if you don't, it affects your marriage. It'll affect your home. 
It will affect your children. It will affect your job. It will affect every part of your relationship. That's how serious this is. And the Lord is trying to help us in love and in mercy and in this safe atmosphere today, drawing something to the forefront of your spirit so that you cannot feel ashamed. No. He's doing it in safety. He's not revealing anything to me. He's simply sharing his word with us so that we can be healed whole and the love of God can be perfected in our lives. And that's what I want, don't you? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Before we go, I'd like you, brother with a brother, sister with a sister, to begin to pray one for another. I'm not telling you you need to go seek somebody out right now. Don't misunderstand me. But would a brother find a brother and a sister find a sister? And could we pray one for the other right now before we leave today? Please, right now, just... A brother find a brother, a sister find a sister, and pray one for another. Pray one for another. These words that you've heard today, come on, would you pray one for another? Lord Jesus, I want your love to be perfected in me. Come on, everybody find somebody, please. In Jesus' name, I want your love to be perfected in me. Father, by your spirit and by your word, let your love be perfected in us. I pray your eyes and your heart toward my brother, your eyes and your heart toward my sister. In the name of Jesus, let it flow from you, not from a place of human effort and human emotion and human compassion and human reasoning, but from your spirit and your word, Lord, let it be. By your spirit and your word, Lord, let it be. By your spirit and your word, Lord, let it be. Let us rightly discern the body. Let us rightly discern the body. In the name of Jesus, give us proper discernment of your body today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Proper discernment and understanding, a receiving of your word, a quickening of it in our thoughts, in our spirit, Lord, that we are made in the image of God, made and designed by you with purpose, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. body, Lord. Let healing flow through the body of Christ. Let ministry flow through the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We receive it of you, Lord. We trust in you, Lord. We hope in you today, Father. We receive of your word and of your truth, of your spirit, Lord, today. In Jesus' mighty name.
in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. God bless you. Greet someone. You're dismissed in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen.